here's what I would do. I'm going to one-up you, Prim. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to go set up two LLCs. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And I'm going to keep – and that that's all you'll need for a long time is those two, those two LLCs. And I'm going to have one that I'm going to do flips and wholesales in, and I'm going to have one that I'm going to acquire rental properties in. Both taxes S-Corps. No. I know. Don't do that. that <laughs> You're listening to the Faster Freedom Show, hosted by us, Sam Prim and Lucas Walls, investors, entrepreneurs, and best friends. Two millennial Midwesterners who started a real estate side hustle and now own $40 million in rentals without using any of our own money. Now we're two average guys teaching other people how to use real estate investing to create financial freedom and generational wealth. If you're ready to learn how to take control of your future using real estate investments the simple way and have fun while doing it, you're in the right place. Let's start today's show. Hello and welcome to the Faster Freedom Show. My name is Sam. And I'm Lucas. Hi, Lucas. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Did you know that we own 280, what? Two, three, four rental properties? Yeah, something like that. I did know that. Okay, but did you know that we started eight years ago, nine years ago? Uh, over nine years ago, we started our LLC. And Still coming up on that nine-year anniversary for the first house purchase. So. Did you know that it's not really relatable for people that are trying to buy the first rental property always, having that much real estate? I can see that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a step back in, in this episode and we're going to talk about we own none. Take take all your real estate out. Take it out. Take it out. Who, who am I? You're nobody. <laughs> You're Lucas that doesn't own real estate. So in this video, we're going to talk about, or in this podcast, we're going to talk about what we would do if we started from scratch. What do you think about that? I love today, it. Like I love we, it. We decide we're going to go buy real estate today. This is the first. I have like four tactical steps. I'm sure you'll add and, and do a few different things, hopefully a little more, maybe higher level mindset type things to it. But I'm going to talk about the tactical things that we So would not do. if we would have gone back in time no. and started. We're doing it from today. Mm -hmm. Okay. That'll be interesting. Knowing a little different know, set. Knowing little di what, what we know, but different strategy yep. than probably what 2014 would have been, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that'll be fun. Some of it's the same, I think, but yeah. just kind of structuring it and making it relatable for the beginning. So who is this episode brought to you by? Probably Prime Corporate Services. Go ahead and check the show notes. They'll set up an LLC for you for free. They'll they do... just did one of ours and they, they uh, sent me a uh, like a uh, like a survey email like I'm a regular customer. What did so. they what did they set up? I'm not sure. I we think don't... it was one of our maybe invest loop or ecom stores. Okay. Nice. We use them. That's yeah. the point. They're 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 really really good. Um they're really good. So use them if you want to get a free LLC set up or use them for just free business advice. Go to the show notes and check the link down there. All right. Lucas Timothy Walls is your real name. No, for it's those not. I don't know. That's the wrong order. Those know, three words Lucas, are correct. It's the wrong order. I should, should I take your Jordans for my video later and pretend I am? Yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. All right. So the very first step that I would tell somebody and that we would do if we were starting from scratch was honestly... This is not on purpose. It kind of is, I guess, if you could, if you want to say it that way. We would go to Prime and set up an LLC. I yeah. think that's the very first reason too. And there's two, there's twofold. And I know I've said this before, but surprisingly or not, not everybody listens to every video and every co content piece of content and every post. Um, I would set up an LLC for two reasons. The first is the legalities of it. You are separating your personal assets from your business assets, which is important. Mm -hmm. um, you are able to keep separate bank accounts with an LLC for ta for you know accounting purposes. Yeah. Um, the taxes you're able to write things off, write mentorships off, write um, mileage off, write your phone off. Yeah. Home office you could write off probably too. 
that's the like the business side of it, but the mindset side of it. What did we do when we separate LLC? What's the first thing we did? One of the first things we did after we were drinking and all that. Oh, uh, like created a logo. Yep. And uh, business cards. Yep. And uh, I don't website, know if we did a website I, that soon after that, but not. the website is something you could email do. Email address. Email address. Yeah, that was cool. So that's my point is you, you're going to treat it more like a business. And the minute I think you are starting to do those fun, creative things is you're going to tar- start to take it more seriously rather than just a side hustle that doesn't have a name. That's just something. But we owned Watt Properties. Shout out Cardi B. Like we owned that company before Cardi B song came out, by the way. This was like five years before our song came out. Lucas's last name is Walls. Mine is Prim. So Walls and Prim. But um, yeah, I just think it's uh, the mindset of it, I think, would be more successful. So and this, those are the this two is kind of after you're talking about like you, you figured out you want to get involved in real estate. Yeah, this You've is like no, done, yeah. done some, some education a little bit already at this point, I assume, right? Okay. So that's mine's more tactical. So yeah, you could get into those. But that's cool. Good. Here's what I would do. I'm going to one-up you, Prim. Oh my gosh. I'm going to go set up two LLCs. Oh my gosh. Yep. And I'm going to keep, and that that's all you'll need for a long time is those two, those two LLCs. And I'm going to have one that I'm going to do flips and wholesales in, and I'm going to have one that I'm going to acquire rental properties in. Both taxes S-Corps. No. I know. Don't do that. that <laughs> uh um, but anyway, they are there are different tax benefits of holding different types of um, investment real estate in each. So uh, I think long term, it's smart to have two different LLCs for rental properties and flips slash wholesales. Um, if you do a couple uh, in one LLC versus the other, that's fine. But long term, uh, get those set up, get those separate. And I think that'll be a lot easier on you for for um, tax purposes and accounting and bookkeeping and all that stuff. I like it. I just wrote a note in my phone. I was going to write it on the outline, but we throw these away. I'm going to make a video on how we screwed up our first LLC. Nice. Because it's still to this day, um, I don't know how much money it's cost us, not a ton, but it's probably cost us several thousand dollars doing our LLC, how we set it up. And to not get too deep in the weeds here, we set it up as an S-Corp to own rentals, and that's not what you want to do for many reasons. But that's why you call Prime and get a free LLC and a yeah. free consult. So they'll do it for you. So um, I love that. So assuming you're educating yourself, yeah, I'm not going like from square one. You don't even know what real estate is. I'm assuming that you have some education and you're ready to go. Yeah, yeah, ready to go. That's what I'm talking about. So LLC is the first LLCs. one. LLCs. What's next? What would you do after that? Um, find money. And two and three can be, um, you can switch them around, but find, start to get lines of credit or funding lines or just money committed from other people and there's three main places you're going to go to do that we'll go through them but basically if you want to buy rentals without using any of your own money you need to find money it just doesn't have to be yours so the first place is my favorite you know it what's our favorite private lenders oh how did you know because we had one come in yesterday did we and i was just like oh ronnie dapped him up he went to play some golf dropped me off 145 g's i was like that's my man and then he's gonna be in two and a half months he's gonna Get 153 G's back. Yeah, exactly. Like that, and yeah. he's going to do another one for us at the first week of uh, July. So he's so going to do two at the same time. He's going to do two at the same time. So I love private lenders too, Sam. I like it. Ron yeah. Um, So private lenders are exactly that. They're um, usually, well, not exactly that. I guess they didn't explain it. But they're not usually a rich parent or a rich aunt or a rich uncle. It's usually a connection of a connection. Um, we have some of our private lenders, not to name as an insurance agent. He does very, he does well for himself. He doesn't have $10 million to give us. He just has a few hundred extra thousand dollars to give us yeah. to diversify his investment portfolio. Some of them are, um, you know, our friends, parents, um, our parents, now eventually that was down the line a little yeah. bit, but having, um, you know, just somebody that has an extra, I would say 50 
to two hundred thousand yeah. dollars if they're willing to invest in you in real estate through some connection you have with them. So it's not like this big business or anything like that. It's just a normal person. Usually, I would say doesn't have to be, but in their like usually their fifties or sixties that mm-hmm. has made enough money throughout their W two job that they're wanting to diversify and get another stream of income before retirement. That's sure. pretty common, I think. Absolutely, and you use those private lenders for you know to buy and rehab either a rental or a flip. Uh, there's some other type of money that you need to go find too if you're building a rental portfolio, and that's the back-end bank financing. We're so, going to get there. Okay. Um, that's the third. We got private. Okay, I got like bank. a 1A or 2A to go with that, but uh, it might go along with the bank financing. Okay. So you're going to talk about hard money lending? Yep, yep. Okay. So the first one's private money lending. There's advantages and disadvantages to it. We're not going to go into that. We have plenty of um, podcasts and content on at Sam Faster Freedom on all your socials about private lenders. Mainly, that's the number one or two question I get is how to find private lenders. So, uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll link we'll link a private lender video in the show notes. Okay, the second source is similar to private lenders. It's just not everybody can find them right away, and they don't have unlimited money. It's hard money lenders. Yeah. But they're businesses that are in business to lend money to new real estate investors. Everybody's like, I'm you know I'm new. I'm new. Will people lend me money? Hard money lenders. Most of them want to grow, and they know in order to grow, they have to lend to newer investors. So they're usually okay with that. Um, but they're businesses that basically arbitrage money. They borrow money from private lenders or banks or investment funds, and they upcharge them. They arbitrage them, and then they you know, make the spread and they lend to uh, new investors. So why don't you talk a little bit, Lucas, about maybe where to find them? Then I'll talk about some advantages and disadvantages of them. Yeah, hard money lenders are like actual businesses, companies. So they have have a website. You can probably find them on Google. So search for hard money lenders in my area and, and several will pop up. Maybe ask for um, some referrals for other investors that you know are doing deals. Um, here in St. Louis, obviously, Faster Funds is uh, our, our favorite and who's in our office here. So a trusted partner of ours. But there's uh, businesses like that throughout the country and in most every, every market, right? So um, even before a deal comes, that, that's why we call this step number two, um, get approved with your hard money lender. Uh, you'll be able to fill out the paperwork, have everything ready to go. So when that first house does come up that you want to make an offer on, uh, you're able to make a non-contingent offer and have confidence that you're going to be able to close and, and take that down because you're already approved on the back end with your hard money lender. For sure. And before I forget, at the end of this video, we like or this video, whatever, at the end of this episode, we like to do something fun. We're going to talk about uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Ooh. We're not going to give any spoilers, so don't worry about that. So be ready Across for that. the Spider-Verse? Something to Spidey-verse? do Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse? Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse. Right. So, yes, hard money lenders, and the advantages of them are they're like a second set of eyes. They're not going to lend you 100% of purchase and rehab on a bad property. Yeah. They may not do it ever, but they're not going to just give you money. Like a private lender usually would just give you the money and trust you. So they're yeah. going to do due diligence, which is a good second set of eyes. They're usually a little more pricey, and you usually have to pay them throughout the process monthly, not just at the end. So right. just quickly there, again, tons of content on private and hard money lenders on our So go find money. Yep. And then the third one, if you're buying rentals, which is the point of this whole video, I'm, when I say video, just think podcast. This is recorded, but I don't even know what we do with the videos anymore. But you got to find small local banks is, mm-hmm. I think, the first place to look. You need that initial long-term – or you need that long-term funding after that initial short-term funding. I get asked all the time, Lucas – why don't you go straight to the bank? Why don't you have the bank fund your purchase and rehab and then you don't have to 
um, you know, go to two different funding sources? And the simple answer is banks don't want to lend money on distressed properties. Banks won't. Especially without any down payment. Well, yeah, yeah. So if you want to do this with no down payment, none of your own money, banks will not lend you money, especially a new investor, unless I think there's two ways that banks will lend you money. If you're living in it, or if you have a tenant living in it, they want occupied properties to lend on. So that's why you can't go straight to a bank. Simple answer. There's a little more nuances to it, but in general, that's the answer. So walls, you find um, these small local banks by talking to other real estate investors, like you mentioned earlier, a little bit, local meetups, Facebook groups, just ask around. These are small local banks, not big box banks, and they will give you a loan to pay back your hard money, your private money plus interest, and then you owe them money, but it's a mortgage and the rent pays it. Yeah, and I, this is um, not something we did a great job at at the beginning. So this, this that's what this video is for, right? Like if, twenty-five banks say no. Yeah. Yeah, and but another thing we did was, um, I think it's important to hold deposits with your, the main bank that you're going to do your refinances with. So whether that's your first deal or your tenth deal or your fiftieth deal, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Just get there at some point. Figure out what bank you want to do business banking with. Um, after you set up your LC, set up your business banking checking accounts. Fund it with a little bit of, of your own money, maybe a, a thousand bucks or something like that, just to get it going. And then uh, start doing your business banking through them. And then maybe take your personal banking to them at, at some point as well. But uh, that will help you uh, be uh, more uh, bankable or more. Uh, just easy, build your relationship. Build your build relationship, relationship and. Uh, uh, yeah, help you help you get loans in the future too. If you'd have your deposits with them as well. Well, it's all about building relationships. Quick side story, walls, and then we'll move on to step three, and then step four. Um, we have a small local bank that we recently started to build a relationship with, but a very strong one. And uh, we've sent them several referrals, and we like working with them. And they sent out this mass email to all their borrowers this week, saying, basically, we're tightening up our lending criteria. We will still lend in this area. Um, but this area is a little bit, will lend you less um, percentage of the after pair value. We're tightening things up. We're still lending, but just this high interest rate environment, things are a little sticky. So we're just going to be a little bit more stringent with our loans. I thought, all right, that's kind of silly, but okay, this is kind of a sign of the times, I think. Um, and then we heard through the grapevine that, yeah, it's like, that doesn't really apply to you guys or your network, you know, because we have that relationship built. So the general public gets treated one way, but we develop a relationship, so we get treated a little bit separately, and it, do- it helps that we have a decent amount of real estate. So, yeah, just a point of, you know, relationships matter. Yep, that was awesome. Thanks. Great that was job. one of my better stories. Um, all right, step three, what do you think it is? Probably, you, you got the you got the LLC, got the money, probably trying to, Time to find some deals. Let's go. Yeah, that's the fun part. So I said step two and three can be incongruent with each other because if you don't have the money lined up, it's an incredible deal. You'll figure out how the money, you'll figure it out, or you can just wholesale it Yeah. if you got a great deal. So yep. why don't you talk a little bit about some good ways to find distressed property walls. I feel like I've been taking the, the ball on this one. Yeah, no, you're all good. Um, yeah, we, we find, so we have a, a flipping company here, obviously, where we go and find distressed properties. We buy 250 of them a year, give or take. Um, half of those uh, we buy through our own network. So we build relationships with real estate agents, with wholesalers, with uh, grass cutting companies, with uh, pest control companies, with attorneys, with insurance agents. We build relationships to people that might have a connection to a distressed house. Um, so that's about half, half the houses we buy are from those relationships that we build. 
Um, the other half of the houses that we buy are direct marketing to the seller that owns the house. So um, uh, we do uh, direct mail, uh, Facebook ads, um, cold calling, texting, um, SEO, PPC, a uh, lot of different ways to find leads, a lot of different ways to spend money out there. Um, you can start really small uh, and spend a couple grand a, a month or a quarter on, on a direct mail campaign, or it can go as big as you want. So um, you can crank up the dial or, or, or not spend anything and just focus on those relationship deals. So a lot of different ways to find distressed properties. Um, any, one of, any particular one of your favorites, Sam? Yeah, I think for brand new real estate investors, which is what this episode is for, and or if my, we, we started over. If we started over yeah. as brand new real estate investors, knowing what I know now, um, if we were, I guess I'll word this a little bit oddly, but um, yeah, so what we would do, but also what I tell people, if they're looking to buy five properties or less a year, for your, which is most people at first, yeah. I would spend 100% of my time talking with wholesalers yeah, because they're the experts. They do direct mail. Yep. They're good at it. They door knock. They drive for dollars. They send out bank. They do all this stuff. They find distressed properties. They know, you know, I have to check their numbers, but for in general, they know what it's worth. They know what it needs. They like do everything for you. Yeah. And they bring you the lead on a platter. Yep. Of course it's upcharged, but there should be enough meat on the bone. You stick to your numbers, but the really good wholesalers buy them really deep and sell them. They buy them, they sell them deep, but they buy them deeper. So yeah. you can still get every single dollar back buying them from wholesalers. Yeah. We have wholesalers do that. We we buy them from wholesalers, we mark them up, we sell them, and people still get their money back sure. on refinances. So that's where I would spend 100% of my time, and that's where I would with, with you, and we kind of did, but you can buy a lot of houses without spending a dollar in marketing. You don't have to try to get good at direct mail. You don't have to try to get good at negotiating yeah. in the house with the seller. You just you just find wholesalers and then get good at everything else and then start to branch off on your own. That was what I would do, and that's what I think new investors should do. Yeah, and I think... Uh it depends on what investment strategy you want. Uh, if you're if you're fixing, flipping, or building your rental portfolio, um, even if Sam said five, but even to me, if it's 10, 15, 20, 30 houses a year, if it's fix and flip or doing the bird strategy, I think 90% of your time should be focused on wholesalers. Um, if you want to start incorporating wholesaling into your business, it's a little more challenging to have uh, to buy from wholesalers, um, but it's still possible. Um, and one more thing about wholesalers, there's, there's a wide range of wholesalers. There's wholesalers out there that were doing two deals a year. There's wholesaling companies out there like us that are doing 250 deals a year. So, um, uh, just make sure you, you, you trust who you're going to business with and, um, and, uh, maybe start with a more professional type company. And I think they, they definitely will hand you that deal on a platter versus, uh, maybe some more issues coming up with that onesie twosie wholesaler, but you can find deals from each. So, uh, so, so get out there and build a, build those relationships. I like it. Yeah, no, that's, that's what we do. I'm trying to look here because the last step, step four is the Burr's method. And we're not going to go over the Burr's method on here, but I'm trying to give you the podcast episode. Why don't you just Introduce what the Burrs is, Luke, yeah. and then the podcast episode to watch about yeah, it. Yeah, so the majority of our rental portfolio has came from the Burrs method where uh, we buy a distressed house uh, for a discounted price. Um, we rehab it, so we force value and equity by by rehabbing it. Um, at that point, we got this beautiful house. Um, uh, instead of selling it, we rent it to an awesome qualified tenant. 
Uh, and after we get it uh, a tenant lined up, we go to those local banks that we're talking about and get it refinanced. And after it's refinanced, we're able to um, pay our private lender or hard money lender off and with interest and um, uh, go do it again. So that's that's the BRRRRS strategy. That's the majority of the way we've built our business um, from 2014 to 2023. Um, those BRRRRS deals are getting harder and harder to find as interest rates rise. So if I was starting today, um, you know, looking to build maybe a couple rental properties a year, five, maybe even 10-ish um, for the first year, I would focus on creative finance, I think. Yeah. Um, especially if I wasn't trying to build this huge portfolio. If I was trying to buy two or three rentals this year, I think you could do all those creative finance if you go all in on creative finance, try to find some sub two deals with low interest rates, um, and try to find some um, some owner finance deals as well. I like it. If you want to hear a little bit more about the Burrs method, then that's episode 40. Or no, goodness gracious, yes, episode 40. Yep, episode you 40. You got As it. As I scroll there, through there, I see what we what would we do if we start from scratch yeah <laughs> in january but we're good um so anyways all right perfect so that's yeah what this this could be um i mean this is different. your first four steps uh, as a newbie investor oh or yeah this, yeah i yeah, know this is good for sure um so what do you say <laughs> walls about the the spider verse movie that we just saw yeah 98 on rotten tomatoes i saw you, you want to recap anything we just talked about oh uh, yeah all? let's recap it so let's do that first <laughs> i've been already out of it all right so uh, if we were starting from scratch, this is what we would do. We set up that LLC like I talked about. And the beautiful thing is we have resources for all of this. So set up your LLC, find the money, find the deal, and you can do both of those at the same time. Yep. Because um, you're always, from here forward, you're always going to be looking for more money. You're always going to be looking for more deals. So that's yeah. a constant. And then step four is like actually implementing that with some type of strategy, I guess, whether it be the burrs, whether it be creative financing, yeah. or whether it be sub two. Like yeah. You don't even need probably step two and three if you do a subject two. that's 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 true i think uh we we kind of skipped the education part um well they're uh, here for that at least of but yeah. course but uh yeah get get super clear on you on what you want and then i think the steps that you implement will directly correlate with 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 your strategy then for sure for sure i like it speaking of spider-verse yeah dude has some fresh ones some jordans in the movie he did yeah, yeah. and his roommate was wearing them yep but yeah we saw um in uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, mm -hmm. uh, this it's uh, the sequel to uh, the cartoon uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, and I think there's going to be a trilogy you coming out. There's, there's definitely going to be, be a, a trilogy, trilogy called Beyond the Spider-Verse, but this movie is wild. That first one was good, but this one just the 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 geez the uh, the dialogue, um, the the pulling on the heartstrings, the the visuals, the storyline, just an awesome it's like movie. A, not to be too uh, stereotypical, but the the webs of the storylines is insane. Yeah, and it's there's, there's it's kind of hard to follow sometimes. There's well, a there's, lot going on. Well, there's this thing now with uh, Marvel started it, but like with the Avengers movies of like multi-dimension, multi-universe yeah. thing, and then um, I think DC's going into that with their new movie. Yeah, and then Spider-Man, which is Sony. It's tough to do it right. I know, but so, it's so complicated. These three huge yeah. brands, Sony. Marvel and DC are all doing this like um, like multi-dimensional, multi-universe content. It's wild. Yeah, I don't know if like they think we're gonna get some breakthrough to do that or yeah. what. But why all these people are doing it now? It's kind of crazy. So Sam and I went to go see that movie last night with our six-year-old children, Sam's daughter Maisie, my son Drake, and um, 
at the end of this not movie, not a spoiler alert. This yeah, isn't a spoiler not alert. a spoiler alert. At the end of the movie is a a cliffhanger because they're setting it up for um, the the third movie, um, and Marvel likes to do that. Obviously, if you've seen any of the Avengers, um, but uh, our kids, I've realized this, have never do not know what a cliffhanger what is. Nope. they've never seen a cliffhanger, so they were so confused when the movie ends. They're like, "That's it? Yeah. What's going on?" They were hilarious. <laughs> they were asking all the questions that I think, but don't ask. Like. They're like, why would they do that? Did they run out of money? Yeah. Did they run out of time? Like, did they not know how to end it? Like, why would they just stop in the middle of a scene? Yeah, um, and they were saying hilarious. this stuff out loud, like, when the theater's kind of quiet, too. So it was pretty funny. It was awesome. So yeah. Good movie. Definitely, not that you care at all about our opinions on movies, but I would definitely recommend watching Oh, yeah. That, that thing's wild. It's, it's, a, it's a great experience. Yeah. I, I, I like want Courtney to see it. It was better than Guardians of the Galaxy three, yes, for sure. For sure, yeah. yeah. And I love Guardians, but yeah, much better. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, I wanted to see it just because of the visuals, because it's like abstract, and there's yeah. like there's not like the. It almost looks like sketches half the time, like yeah. abstract, like the way I would describe it, ab- abstract pastel sketches, because like the lines aren't perfect, and like the colors go outside the lines, yeah. and then like in like a sad scene, like the walls drip, like yeah. representing sadness. It's wild. It is wild. <laughs> Never seen anything yeah. like it. All right, if you like this podcast and you're still listening at this point, please give us a review if you have not. We're on 362 is where we're stuck. So review and a rating would be great. You are up two. I had a chance to yep. get to one last time, but I airballed. You missed. Yep. You were 0 for 2 last time. I was. We both one was bad, one was now. close here. I'm gonna, uh, we, we're about 20 feet away from the trash can. I'm going to stroke this with nice, nice little art. Stroke Ready? it, Walls. Ooh, it just sailed on far you. far right. You were 0 for your last three. I know. Well, that's a tough shot. Well, it's worse for me. Look at this. This is not going to fly right. Mm, I you're going to miss this. That's okay. All right. I Just shoot it. Fix. I am. I can't even really fix shoot it. Shoot it. <laughs> all right, here you go. That's going to fly so bad. Yeah, it is. That's all right. Yep. All <laughs> right. Cool. See you guys. Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you got some major value from our conversation. If you love what you learn, make sure you like, rate, review the show, and help us spread the word by telling a friend. If you'd like to learn more about working with me inside one of my programs, we'll have those links in the show notes, along with all our social media handles, so you connect with us there for free. If there's a real estate question you'd like us to answer, feel free to send us a message and we'll cover it in an upcoming show.